Sports Network is powered statewide by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, or tornado, we can help. Call 405-735-5510. It's time for The Rush with OU color analyst Teddy Lehman and Tyler McComas. Got a question or opinion? Sound off on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line at 405-651-3439 or call the Riverwind Casino call-in line at 405-329-9000. Live from the Buffalo Wild Wing Studios, it's The Rush with Teddy Lehman and Tyler McComas. Jalen Milrow often wears his own branded apparel reading LANK across the front. It's an acronym that stands for Let a Naysayer Know. Being told by his former offensive coordinator, that Bill O'Brien. That is not what I thought. Is that not what you thought? Boy, let a naysayer know. Let a naysayer know. <laughs> of course. The professional's right in the middle of his lead. That's all right. I, just keep I thought going. you almost lost me. <laughs> <laughs> I got to tell you, which, number one, who was that? And number two, uh, I saw that clip. I wasn't watching it live, but I saw that clip and didn't know what I was walking into. That was fantastic. <laughs> I, I actually was watching that live. and <laughs> You know, Reese Davis, I don't even know how long he's been doing that job at a very high level, but that, that's his time, right? Like, it's the, it's scripted there. He's get a share, a fun story, and then the, the newest addition to game day, he doesn't care, man. He's like, that is not what I thought was going to happen there. <laughs> it was it was pretty awesome. I, I know some people don't love Pat McAfee, but that was that was pretty good television, I must say. Uh, that was that was excellent, and uh, I, everyone there on set got a kick out of it. I thought it was hilarious. I got to tell you, I saw whenever – Milrow was walking on the field, and they were in front of him. And I was looking. I was, I saw that shirt, and I was. I just could not piece it together what it meant. And I was like, "Lank, like what could that possibly be?" <laughs> so I'm glad I, I came across that clip later. That was fantastic stuff. Well, well, you will not be playing the defending national champion in the regular season next year. And thankfully, that was true heading into the nightcap because, buddy, it, it had been a tough, tough bull slate for OU fans. Just yeah. please let Washington win. I thought that they were going to blow it in the end. and they it was inc- did. It was incredibly frustrating because – I just had the thought in the second half, like, how, how was Texas in this game? Yeah. It just feels like Washington's so much better of a team, but they keep letting Texas back in the game. And thankfully, they, they closed it out with the great PBU in the end zone, dude. Yeah. Yeah, if, um, if you watch that game and then at about three and a half minutes or so said, this one's over, I'm out of here. Uh, was a great game, but Washington is just going to absolutely run away with this thing. It's over. Then you would be shocked to find that Texas was throwing it into the end zone to win the football game. Yep. Yeah, that was wild how that unfolded. Yeah, it was kind of a, uh, an ugly end to what was otherwise a fantastically played 
football game by Washington. That was uh, that was a lot of fun. Well, I bet there were uh, a lot of people that didn't find out until this morning that Texas was throwing into the end zone to win the football game because I, I bet a lot of people, once Washington finally got it to a two-score game, what was it, a nine-point game in the fourth quarter, said, yeah. all right, I'm out. This is ridiculously late if they even lasted that long. So I know a lot of people woke up today saying, oh, I wonder what the final score of that game was. I guess you have to blame it on the Rose Bowl needing their exact time and the sunset over the San Gabriels and the second half, whatever. But, dude, it was it was 1 a.m. on the East Coast, and that game still had like 11 minutes left. What was that crap about last night? Yeah. Yeah, that was uh, – I don't know. I Frankly, I didn't mind it. I thought it was – the timing was, was good. I saw some people complaining online, but they would complain no matter what. Um you know, it is. You do have a work day next day. I understand that. Um, just fascinating. I thought, I thought Alabama, just, I thought they kind of fell apart. Yep. I, and I don't know. I'm sure that there's going to be a lot of people see it different ways, but I, I thought Alabama was going to win that football game. Pretty much the whole time. They had them dead to rights. I mean, yeah. Michigan had to go for it on a fourth and two deep in their own territory, and it felt like, all right, I mean, this is their this is their last chance here. They, they don't get this. Bama gets it with the short field. They're going to go up two scores. But once they, once they converted that fourth and two, they finally got some momentum offensively, and Alabama couldn't find it again, man. Um, yeah. But – the, the play call, the last play call of the game has been heavily talked about. That's, they're good with the quarterback run game. The snap was a little bit low. Maybe he didn't follow the, his blockers like he should have in that play, but I did not expect a quarterback draw on that spot, on that fourth no. goal. And, I, you know, I've heard people say, and I, it looks like it's correct whenever you go back and watch it, that it really was an RPO where – he had the option of throwing the bubble to the back that motioned out of the backfield. But because of the snap being low, it threw the timing off, so yep. he just ate it and took it up the middle, and they got stuffed. And It was weird because what was there's like two or three timeouts before that play, so you would have thought they had exactly what they wanted going in, and maybe that was exactly what they wanted, and it was there had they been able to throw the swing. But just like a choppy ending to that game, um, and on a related note, and I, I think that people probably don't care about this, and it's kind of nuanced, but I'll put it out there. In overtime, Michigan gets, you know, they have the rushing touchdown to, uh, to score first in overtime. Well, that play, Tyler, is like one of the oldest plays in football. Just, it's just a straight-up power, okay? They motion the, the fullback, who's the H-back in this uh, instance, across the formation. He's the fullback. They run power. He leads on the support player. The guard pulls around, leads up into the hole, and the running back you know, just, just fits up in there. Alabama is playing bare, and I think they're in like a strong rotation, so it's cover three where you've got eight in the box, it is the best defense that you can be in against that particular call. And they don't fit it right. And to me, 
this is supposed to be the pinnacle of college football. Michigan, Alabama. Alabama's a team that's historically great on defense, incredibly physical, super talented, and deep. And this is overtime. They've probably seen that play 20 times already in the football game. Sure. And they don't fit it right. Yeah, it's crazy, isn't to, it? That me, program in that spot, it's 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 insane. Well, I think it's an indictment on college football. Could be. And you've heard me saying it over and over and over about how you do less and less and less with the players but accept, ex, expect the same results. I mean, to me, if those are supposedly two of the top four teams in college football, there's no way in hell that play in the situation it was run, should result in a touchdown, ever. Um, Semi-similar topic, but after the Georgia-Florida State debacle that, that oh happened in the gosh. Orange Bowl, it felt like we were uh, due for a revolution right then and there after the postgame. Like Kirby saying, like, this this sucks. This is not... It's not how college football can operate, you know. So I, I, I don't, I don't know if we're close to a revolution. I hope we are when it comes to the transfer portal. But there, there's a lot of things that have happened over the past year. I get, I don't even know if there's a lot of things that have happened. But that's the thing that's happened to where it's okay. We knew we had a problem, but we, we seriously, we, we got a real problem on our hands that needs fixed right now. And, and both no, sides, all sides, were saying that too. But there's no doubt. And you know, here's here's where the real change has to come from. And if you'll remember my uh, my rant on Mullen after the Cotton Bowl uh, that one year. I believe the word coward was used more than once, if I remember yeah. correctly. Clown and all kinds of stuff. Well, here's the thing. What I said in that game was, I think it was sponsored by Goodyear's. That Goodyear's the sponsor of the Cotton Bowl. I don't know if it is now that yeah, they changed. It I is. think I think it was then. Yes, I said if I was Goodyear and I paid all this money to sponsor this bowl game, and the coach coach to one of the teams is saying, "Oh well, you know, we played our last game in November. We don't we don't really care about this game, and it really doesn't matter to us." Like I'd be asking for a refund. And it's the same exact thing for the Capital One Orange Bowl with Georgia and uh, Florida State. If you're going to have a game that is a 63 to what, zero or three or whatever ended up being, nobody's going to watch. All the players opt out. I'm done paying millions of dollars to sponsor bowl games. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's the only way there's real change, is if the sponsors quit forking over all the money. Sure, yeah. Um, though Pop Tarts, they got they got their yeah. money and, and then sub and then Allstate. I, I wonder how the Allstate Sugar Bowl feels today when during their game, uh, uh, not not a live but a boob was shown during the broadcast. Yeah. Did you see that on Bourbon Street? Hey. How about that ESPN? They had to come out and apologize for that. That they did one of those crowd shots and camera guys going up and down bourbon street and well someone was really earning some beads down there wow uh, what a moment new meaning to uh you're in good hands huh <laughs> seriously oh my gosh i thought that happened like uh in the uh, during the commercial or it's not a commercial but they're coming back to the game i thought that happened and then all you have to do is open twitter and it's oh uh, yeah that's exactly what happened
That's Everyone so noticed it as well. Yeah, it's always a great idea. Hey, we've got millions of people watching. Let's take a live shot of Bourbon Street, but it, shall we? Is that how those work? Are those live shots, or do they go out the night before and they just kind of have that as a... Uh, just like a, a B-roll thing. And, and yeah. how do they not – how do you not see that if you got it from the night before? What are you doing? I don't know, Amazing. but – So you had the, the boob that was shown and Ethan Downs – excuse me, sooner legend Ethan Downs throwing the horns <laughs> down during the game. Fantastic. Oh, that's great. Good stuff. All in all, I thought it went well, man. Two really, really good games. And, you know, I – Probably the best we, day for a playoff that we've had up to this point, oh, yeah. right? Yeah. 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 But one the, goes the, to the, overtime, the, the only other thing is, I could not enjoy. This goes back to the Bama Michigan game. I could not enjoy overtime of the Alabama Michigan game. And I couldn't enjoy it because every time a big bowl game, a conference championship, heck, anytime a big football game goes to overtime in college football, I cringe, dude. I cringe and I say, oh my gosh, this is going to go to the third overtime, and the main story is going to be how crap. College football overtime rules are once the third overtime. So I thought that's how we were going to decide the Rose Bowl is the alternate two-point conversions they do now. Yeah, that was – I don't know. Maybe it's good that it ended the way it did, as quick as it did, and uh, you're able to to crown Michigan the the Rose Bowl champ there, and they stormed the field. That was really cool. It was fun. You know, a couple of defensive stops, Michigan's, and then Washington getting the defensive stop down there near the goal line, and they're storming the field when they get the stop. It's pretty cool to see that happen. So, um, I don't know. Michigan-Washington, Big Ten, Pac-12 National Championship. Wow. The SEC will not finish in the top two for just the second time in the past 18 years. Jeez. Incredible, Second time in 18 years. Let me read a few texts before we hit a break. Greg from Lawton says she was looking up for beads. You have to know that it's coming. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, KW the 918, the first thing ESPN got right in forever, and they apologized for it. Wing sauce. <laughs> <laughs> 972 says Stephen Texas here. Exactly when was that commercial break with the shot of Bourbon Street asking for a friend? <laughs> <laughs> Just search it on Twitter, Steve, or anywhere on social media. I bet you find it pretty easily. So, yeah, yeah. I, I think just about everyone uh, er, everyone caught that last night. Uh, one more. I'm going to try to find it here. Uh, saying, I stayed up all night. Thankfully that uh, Washington got it done late yeah. last night. Yes. Yeah. Didn't stay up late for it, but it was, it was worth it. It was worth it. Okay. So, now, it's pretty obvious we're all rooting for Washington, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Nobody wants Michigan to be able to uh, to claim a national championship. Um, Washington, I, there's no real like there's no real beef anywhere with Washington. Does any fan base anywhere other than Washington State and maybe Oregon recently have any major beef with Washington? Uh, I can't imagine that's the case. I I, I mean unless they're a fan base full of jerks and i haven't heard that <laughs> but i i think that oregon and washington state probably the only two yeah michigan uh, on the other hand a little bit longer of a list than just oregon and washington state especially this year i love how uh everyone pretty much in unison had the same tweet uh, at the end of the alabama michigan game 
Boy, it really looked like Michigan was waiting on that play, didn't it? <laughs> was it was it was it Connor Stallions at the game yesterday? I think so. And I think oh my, so. Jim Harbaugh's dad. They did the post game interview with he, he and his mom. That's they're they're the same person, man. Oh man, they're, they're that's the same great. person. It's Good unbelievable. Stuff. All right, quick opening timeout. Keep hitting the text line. A lot to get into today. Six five one three four three nine. Hanging out Newcastle Casino. We'll be back. Do you eat, sleep, and breathe Sooner football? We do too. This is The Ref, home of Sooner fans. Have you or someone you know suffered a loss to your home or business from the recent storms? Before you accept a settlement, call Brown O'Haver at 405-735-5510. Brown O'Haver is a local-based company helping Oklahomans with claims since 1988 with preparation and expert analysis detailing your loss and insurance settlement. As your trusted consultant, Brown O'Haver can give you peace of mind and make sure you're getting what's yours. Call Brown O'Haver today, 405-735-5510, and make sure they're working for you. Open enrollment for healthcare coverage has been extended. If you missed the initial 12-15 deadline, you can still purchase coverage up until January 15th. Call Allison Insurance. With over 70 years in the industry, Allison Insurance can help spot problems and avoid common mistakes when purchasing dental, vision, short-term health coverage, annuities, and more. Visit allisoninsurance.com. Then call Robert at 800-580-5587 or 745-2968. Allison Insurance. They are the experts. What is dedication? My daughter is biological and my son is adopted. I love them both so much. From the morning when you wake up to putting them to bed at night and every moment in between. I think a parent segment that'll be a lot of fun. We'll get his thoughts on the Alamo Bowl, the career of Drake Stoops, and uh, the fact that he's got game one on his schedule out there on uh, March 30th. So be cool to catch up with uh, Coach Stoops for the first time in a couple of weeks. Mark from Eden on the text line says... Ethan Downs is the big man on campus. LMAO, way to piss off Texas fans at their own bowl game. I think yeah. they were chanting in uh, OU sucks after Ethan Downs threw the horns, threw the horns down. I'm sure. Mm. I'm sure. That's pretty funny though. Uh, good for Ethan Downs. Whenever you get what was now, what was the out there? It was like the All State Good Works team, I believe. Gotcha. That's what it was? Okay. Yeah. yeah, very cool. Jeff from OKC, what do you think could be the biggest story this off season in college football? It's a great question, Jeff. Based on uh, how many media members swarmed Arch Manning at the Sugar Bowl press conference. If there's even a thought that Arch Manning might get to play a serious role next year, I'm sure we'll be talking about that all offseason, or at least the national media will. Did you see that photo of Quinn Ewers? Yeah. Like, looking behind, and there's, like, not very many media members around him because they're all around Arch. Yeah. Yeah, I don't I don't know. I got to imagine it is – it's got to be all the new – conference alignments and that's the biggest story i mean it's a new era of college football new conferences 12 team playoff 12 team playoff yeah Yeah. and i i have to imagine now i don't know who exactly it is i don't know like it, it takes forever for college football to to reach a consensus between programs and conferences but I imagine because of the amount of pushback, how bad the bowl season was for opt-outs and transfers and all of that stuff, I have to imagine that we are going to see some type of rule changes when it comes to at least the transfer portal. Now, 
maybe it doesn't happen because it takes college football, you know, decades to move anything, and it's pretty clear why. I there's a lot of schools right now that would say, "Oh, we love the transfer portal. Why would anyone want to change it?" Because they're paying and getting all kinds of players in. Now, talk to them two years from now, and they'll probably change their tune on it. But for the time being, there's always going to be someone that's that's a massive beneficiary of what's going on, and you know those those folks are going to be hard to convince to put in guardrails. So yeah, but we'll this, see. This this was the like the two playoff games were were awesome yesterday, but outside of that, it's the worst bowl season of my lifetime. And was it really even that close? I mean, I, I know that opt outs have been going on, but this felt by far and away like the just the. Not a whole lot of interests that were there. It just it just felt like the worst bowl season of my lifetime, man. It wasn't entertaining at all until you got to the semifinal games. There's no interest. I mean, e- even there- the New Year's Six Bowl games, a lot of those, especially the Orange Bowl for sure, but, man, like the Fiesta Bowl yesterday. Did anyone really watch the Fiesta Bowl yesterday with Oregon and Liberty? Maybe you did beat in the down. beginning. I watched part of it. Yeah, but it was a beatdown, and you probably didn't watch it from halftime on. Um, the Peach Bowl ended up being a, a fun game, I, I guess, but I just there just wasn't there wasn't a whole lot to this bowl season outside the two games yesterday, or at least the two playoff games yesterday. It I knew the Oregon Liberty game was going to go the way it went. Now I know Liberty went right down the field and scored a touchdown, but I knew it was going to go like it ended up going as soon as I saw how the quarterback for Liberty wears his helmet. Uh, that's whenever I knew it was over. You can't be a college quarterback and look like that in your helmet whenever you're you're playing in a Fiesta Bowl. Yeah, Just can't do it. Agree. Camo Suter, it's going to be nice to not have to hate watch the national championship game this year. Yeah. Yeah. You can actually be a um, – yeah, I just, uh, I, I just, it's hard for me to root for Michigan. I, I get what you're saying, Camo Sooner, and I do agree with it, but still, M- M- uh, Michigan's not favorite of a lot of people's this year. That's true, but you're not in the blast radius of, of what happens whenever. Absolutely, yes. Michigan wins, like you Correct. would be if Texas or you know even Alabama, for that matter. Um, you know, there's. There's consequences whenever someone in your conference or a rival wins a national championship, and we don't have to deal with any of those. By the way, uh, OU's opponents for next year, of course, Bama played in a college football playoff. Ole Miss Mm -hmm. won the Peach Bowl. Jackson Dart's coming back. And then you had Missouri with their best season in a long time, winning the Cotton Bowl on Friday night. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And then, of course, Texas was in the playoff as well, so throw them in there. So, what, a third of your schedule next year were either in the playoff or won a New Year's Six Bowl game? Yeah. Yeah, it was wild. You know, the the Missouri-Ohio State game was was really interesting just because Ohio State's piecing together their offense to try and go out there because they had so many opt-outs. Like, even that game, it's like, man – you're you have all of these really good games that are set up to be really cool and they just fall short because you don't have full rosters yep hmm. yeah well i guess ohio state has an excuse for how many opt-outs they have in their portal situation they had their starting quarterback 
that did not limit the heats from Ohio State fans on Ryan Day. Oh, no. And not that they would have been happy about this year even if they win that game, but woo, buddy. Uh, Ohio State fans are fed up with Ryan Day after this year. It's not good. Well, They need to bounce back in the worst way, which is just to beat Michigan. Didn't their – the guy they had starting that game go out and get hurt on the first play or the first series? Duh. I, I think I thought he played the rest of the game. A&M's quarterback did, I think, on the very first play. Well, I, I know Ohio State's guy got hurt, and they ended up – I think they played two guys at least for a decent chunk. I mean, maybe he ended up playing most of it, but like, – even then, it's like your starter's gone. You got a backup coming out, and he comes and gets banged up right away. And it's just like it's hard to win a, a decent game that way where you're playing three quarterbacks. So. And Missouri won, which sucked. God. Seeing those idiots getting to celebrate Friday night. They're not fun. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, let's hit a quick timeout here from Newcastle. We got. Coach Stoops coming up next. It's been a while since we got to chat with Coach Stoops, get to uh, uh, wrap up the college football season and see what he's going on. We'll see what he has going on here coming up this spring. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Stay with us. Sooner Football Talk lives here. This is the ref. If you're looking for big wins and good times, Riverwind is the best place to play. With the best food, drinks, and service. Join us every Friday in January for our winning resolutions giveaway. Play to win your share of $80,000. Play with your wild card all month long. Welcome to the best casino in the metro. Ref Army, it's that time of the year again, and our guys just wanted to take some time to wish you the best going into the new year. Hey, everybody, Mike Steely along with Parker Thune. We're into 2024. SEC, it means more. Happy New Year. We're looking forward to bringing you great Sooner talk all year long. From our entire team, Happy New Year, Ref Army. Keep up with the Sooners everywhere life takes you in 2024 with the KREF app, the home of Sooner fans. The Ref Sports Radio Network. What are you waiting for? If you're anything like me, that question keeps you up at night. So don't wait for someone else's green light. Do the things you love right now at More Norman Tech. We'll get you out of the classroom and into the real world with hands-on experience and whatever feeds your fire. So get after it. Oklahoma needs more doers, and doers don't wait. More Norman Tech, powered by Oklahoma Career Tech. Metro Ford of OKC. Hi, it's Dusty Dvorak with Metro Ford of OKC. Are you ready to turn heads on the road? Look no further than Metro Ford of OKC. We've got a wide range of custom trucks to suit your style and needs. Tennessee, Roush, Rocky Ridge, Shelby, we have them all. Experience the thrill of the open road in a truck that's as unique as you are. Visit us at Metro Ford of OKC today or online and drive home in your dream custom truck. Shop where the difference is real at MetroFordofOKC.com. Hi, I'm Ryan Blaney, a third-generation race car driver. 
and I dedicate a lot of my time going fast. But when my grandpa was diagnosed with Alzheimer's, it was a very unexpected bump in the road for us. It's important to notice if older family members are acting differently or having trouble with routine tasks. Early detection of Alzheimer's can give your family time to explore support services and access available treatments. If you or your family are noticing changes, it could be Alzheimer's. Talk about seeing a doctor together. Visit alz.org slash time to talk. A message from the Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council. Hey Norman, it's Monica Pears from Valiance Bank, one of your few locally owned banks in town. We stand by our local businesses making dreams a reality. Whether you're scaling up operations, starting fresh, or managing your personal finances, Valiance Bank offers tailored solutions to fit your unique needs. We're committed to making your banking experience exceptional. Come see us here in Norman or visit us at valiance.bank to get banking solutions that suit your needs. Member FDIC. Hey, I'm Reba McIntyre. Growing up in Oklahoma, I had big dreams of becoming a successful country music singer. But I also knew the odds were against me and that I needed an education to fall back on. Studying never got in the way of my dreams. In fact, school gave me lots of opportunities I wouldn't have had otherwise with my career. Please stay in school and try your best. You never know where a good education might take you. This message is brought to you by the U.S. Air Force. It's hoop season at the Lloyd Noble Center, and you do not want to miss your chance to catch the OU women's basketball team in action this season. The Sooners' home schedule is packed with great games and entertainment for the whole family. Tickets are just 10 bucks for adults and special pricing available for kids and seniors. Browse upcoming games, ticket packages, and more at Soonersports.com slash tickets. And we'll see you at the LNC for OU women's basketball this season. Boomer Sooner. It is the rush on the ref. Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman, Bob Stoops joins us now. We got a lot of football to talk about with Coach Stoops, Teddy. But first, we have plans on March, on March 30th, Teddy. We got to watch the Arlington Renegades and their first game of the year in the United Football League Let's as they go. kick off the season. I can't wait for that. Coach, first, uh, Happy New Year. Two, um, yeah. the United Football League, the merger, week one. How, how do you feel about all that? I feel great, but uh, happy New Year to everybody out there. And uh, yeah, the the merger, there it's all approved. I guess it's not official until the end of the week. And then, uh, but I I feel great about it. And they already have plans to have us as champions playing the Birmingham team uh, from the USFL first game, and they were champions the last two years in the USFL. So. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it'll be great. Very good stuff. Looking forward to that. Man, uh, we've had a lot going on. Uh, Oklahoma plays in their bowl game, and, uh, you know, they come up a little bit short. It looked like they were going to go win that football game, but, you know, faded there late. What you see in that football game there? Um, and I know everyone wants to win a the final game of the season, win the bowl game, and have some momentum going in. But um, I guess you get to you get to maybe expose some flaws and, and dig in a little bit deeper as you head into winter workouts and stuff. Well, I think the biggest uh, deal is the experience the some of the younger or the old yeah. linemen got and Jackson Arnold got. Um, those are a lot of quality practices. Uh, you're playing in a in a game, you know, against a good football team. 
Uh, there was a lot of good. Uh, truth be told, I mean, you're not going to win when you have six turnovers. We probably would have with four, which is, you know, if you if you lose a turnover battle, usually four to one, you're not going to win. But we probably would have, and that's just the way it was. Uh, so, but there was a lot of positive there. You know, we put up a ton of yards with a young freshman quarterback and a a young back. I, I thought the backs did a good job. The line had to have blocked pretty well to, you know, to to put up uh, 550 yards or 200 rushing and whatever it was throwing. So all that's positive. You 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 just have to eliminate turnovers and penalties. We had we, again. That's how the three games we lost. It was penalties and turnovers. Yeah. Well, sticking with the positives, what's were the real positives that you came away with with Jackson Arnold's first start? What, what did you see? Yeah, just uh, when he was on time, he was money. Uh, he, I thought he, you know, he threw some great balls uh, all over the place. He ran and scrambled and made some plays that way. Um, and then I think the obvious was, and it, it not at all picking up, which is natural for a young guy, was just late on a few throws that cost him. You know, that cost us. You, you, you know the, you know when you're late. Sometimes a young quarterback wants to see it too well or too thoroughly. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. And that, that extra half a second is what gets it tipped or gets the guy step in front and get it, you know. And, you know, so, but I, that, that's very uh, uh, understandable and very common for a young guy that hasn't played a lot. And, uh, and you know, I don't care what anyone says, practice is different from games. Um, the game speed is always different, and that, that that other half a second is going to get you. And it it, it got him a few times because there were some spots different guys were had a chance at it if it, the ball was a little earlier. Yeah, and you know defensively, you know, and I know we gave up some yards and some points and some explosive plays through the through the passing game, but. I kind of felt like the defense played really good, you know, until late. They maybe ran out of steam a little bit after all the turnovers. They were put in some bad spots, but I know it's kind of kind of hard to, whenever you look at it, to come away with that feeling. But, you know, the defense controlled the line of scrimmage. Arizona couldn't run the football. The quarterback was under pressure pretty much constantly. I, I, I would agree, other than the last drive. Mm-hmm. I, I thought, you know, and that's one you got to have. And, um, you know, their, their last, whatever it was, what was it, eight, 90, 95 yards uh, right there towards the end of the game, you know, that um, – do I have that right? Was that the – anyway, uh, yeah, yeah. They, they were they were really – they gave up some spots and some plays, but a lot went wrong in that first half, and we go in at halftime up 14-3. I mean, 14-13. Yeah. So I was like, hey, that, I'll take that right now. And then the third quarter was really positive, and then, and then the turnovers came in the fourth quarter, and that's it. Bob Stoops is our guest, brought to you by Modelo. Kirby Smart had some comments after Georgia beat Florida State in the Orange Bowl, essentially saying, like, well, we, we got to do something here. This, you know, A lot of people are upset about the opt-outs going on in these bowl games. Did you have a big opinion watching bowl season and seeing all these opt-outs that happen across the country because some are just not, not happy with the way that things are trending? Um, well, I don't have an opinion on it. I'm not in it anymore. Um, 
You know, some you know everybody's different. Everybody's family situation's different. Um, everybody's opportunity to play in the NFL or to be a first rounder is different, and or not. You know, so you know to me that's that's it's an individual's. You know, there's some guy. A lot of guys did play. Um, you know, so I just watched Bo Nix go out there and play. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so anyhow, it, it's, uh, you know, I don't know if you can, you know, the timing of things could, could help change it to whatever degree. I don't know. Um, and I, I think it's also part of building your team culture through the years and through what, you know, as, as you go through every year that, a lot of guys want to play for their buddies, want to win for their buddies in, in their school, and, 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 you know, and they're willing to take that chance to play one more game. And, and uh, you know, so everybody's different, you know, so I don't know. I don't, I don't have a, a strong opinion anywhere on that. Yeah. It, just, it feels like it's, it's always been a little bit different whenever you have the playoff and then you have the bowls as well and i know we're going to expand to 12 and i feel like whenever you expand naturally that's going to help quite a bit whenever more people feel like they have an opportunity to go play in games that you know um i think every game matters but i but you know what i mean whenever you're you're still right. going to win a championship yeah. yeah you're still in a championship hunt and a playoff hunt and and that that may you know that may help the situation to some degree um yeah, so uh, you know, but they they have to keep looking at it for sure, and I'm sure they will. Whoever yeah. whoever they is, <laughs> yeah, that's what I was asking earlier. Is like I don't know who exactly that that group is. It's uh, going to look at it, but we'll see if they do. I'm busy enough as it is getting on once a week with you guys, <laughs> so I can't do it. Well, I, I hope you're not too busy, and I bet you're not to watch Baker Mayfield on Sundays. And we haven't talked to you in a, in a couple of weeks, but there's been a lot of quarterbacks, a lot of visiting quarterbacks that have played at Lambeau Field in the past. And he became the first visiting quarterback ever with a perfect passer rating at Lambeau Field, which is just insane. Yeah. He's got a chance to win a division this year. Uh, just feels like a career year for that guy. No, I love it. Um, really uh, excited and happy for him. I'm not surprised. Uh, I don't care what anybody says. This guy has this in him. Give a, give him any opportunity, you know, with a half a chance, with a, a line, a team around him, whatever, and he's going to win, uh, you know. And uh, so, uh, and and or not playing hurt, you know. So uh, the bottom line that does not surprise me, and I'm excited and happy for him, and hopefully they they win this next one. Yeah, uh, yeah, they. It's coming down to it, as it always does in the NFL. you got to win to get in, and uh, it's going to be fun to watch. And uh, before we let you go, I just had to ask, you know, uh, probably the most important thing ever is to be on my favorite Sooners list, and my top three are Blake Bell, Joe Washington, and Drake Stoops. And Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> That's quite it, the honor right there. Uh, it is. It is. It's uh, it's the, the, the best list to be on, and – Drake's done. Uh, how do you how do you feel about him wrapping up his career? It's been amazing watching his growth as a player. You know, whenever he came on to where he ended up being uh, the guy for the football team down the stretch, it's been awesome. 
Well, it's been rewarding. Uh, you just as a parent, you want to see your your sons or any you know any of your ch- children's hard work pay off and be rewarded, you know, and and recognized. And you know, more than anything, too. Uh, so yeah, I, I'm, I'm. We're all, of course, proud of him and proud of what he stood for, and the leadership and and being vocal with his leadership and you know leaving a mark that way. You know, that matters. And uh, being a great teammate, I, I see his teammates interact with them. And that's that, to me, is probably more pleasing than anything, you know, that they they respect and, and care so much about them. So anyhow, it's been it's been fun. And uh, the coaches did a great job giving them opportunities and targets and, you know, finding them, you know, spaces to get open and, you know, and. And uh, Jackson did the other night, and Dylan ahead of that. So, uh, anyway, it's it's been uh, it's been really fun to, to to watch them all year. You guys got a date for training camp set yet? Uh, no, we had a meeting today, but uh, I think I think it'll be somewhere starting uh, camp like late February. Nice. Well, first game they're talking about. First game March thirtieth is uh, and thirty first. Yeah, it will be the first thirty uh, March thirtieth at Choctaw. You know the first game. We're looking forward to it, Coach, and uh, we appreciate you stopping by the show. We know you're busy, and we'll talk to you soon. All right, guys, great to be with you, Boomer. Hey, and how about the job uh, Porter Moser and? Staff and the team's doing eleven yeah. in the country. The basketball team's doing yeah. Oh, they're they, and they're fun to watch. You going and Saturday then, to the home game? Uh, I I won't be in town. Okay, but, uh, but I would be. I've been to four already, so uh, really fun to watch. And they're doing an awesome job. They are. They are a lot of fun to watch. Good team, man. I, I can't wait. This conference play is going to be Big 12's tough once again. But they're they're ready, man. They're they're ready. Yep. All right, Coach. All we'll right, you soon. There you go. Oh, you basketball Stoops. fan, Bob Stoops. Yeah. He really that? is, man. Anytime he's got a chance to talk about Porter Squad, he's uh, he's going to do it. That's that's cool. Oh, it's you're right. It's going to be awesome. Um, it was weird whenever we were ranked. I don't know whatever we were in the like eight or nine or seven or whatever it was, and we were still like fourth in the Big Twelve. So just kind of let you know what the what the upcoming season's going to be like, and you still going the you're going to the fog, right? Uh, a week from Saturday, this might be your last chance for a long time. Uh, Saturday at one, I think that game's at one. Might as well take uh, take Edward up there. He's about old enough now to think that that's pretty cool. Yeah, he's old enough now to go have a popcorn, a Dr Pepper, and be like, all right, let's hit the let's hit the road and get back. Well, home. if the game doesn't go OU's <laughs> way, then that's exactly what I'm going to do yep, up there. That's right. That's right. All right. Um, quick timeout. We'll come back, wrap up hour number one here from Newcastle. This is the Ref Sports Radio Network. Dorsey Jones Buick GMC in El Reno is family-owned and operated, and they take pride in providing a no-pressure, friendly sales process with excellent service. Now you can't beat that. 573-3048, it's Cavens Group. Vinny Paul on the text line says, High Horse Teddy quote it's an honor to be on my list try i asked the most prestigious uh, list there is i asked over the over the weekend on our kref twitter page like hey where does drake stoops rank in terms of your all-time favorite sooners got a lot of right there with baker mayfield at number one most people had him in the top three 
And he would fall into my top three as well. The thing is, how much does having the Stoops last name affect where he's ranked and people's favorite of all time? Like, now that his career is over and done with, do people think of him differently if he had a different last name but had the exact same career and said everything and did everything the way that he did? You know what I mean? Like, I I think the Stoops name, clearly, it helped him. But even if he didn't have the last name Stoops and he still has the same career and didn't set everything that he did throughout his time, he's still ranked up there pretty high and probably in most people's top three. Yeah. Um, there's no doubt that it, it it's a factor. I don't know how much of a factor. Um, and I think it makes it a cool part of the story, not just that he has the Stoops last name, but that he he grew up around the program. He, you know, came as a walk-on, could have gone to a bunch of other places, chose to come to Oklahoma and earn his own way and kind of carve his own story, and he did exactly that. And I think think part of that is is why people respect the way he played so much is because you know, it didn't necessarily have to be like that, but it's just a, the type of kid that he is. And I don't know. He he ended up with eighty four receptions, right around just under a thousand yards, nine sixty two, and ten touchdowns. That's a that's a really good season. Yeah, it is. And you know, there, despite what we may like remember, there's probably a whole lot less 10 touchdown receiving seasons than you would imagine. Yeah, just you know? I, he, he was just everything he did, everything he was about. It's 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 awesome, man. He was he was incredible. He's going to be missed and I uh, I hope he's on an NFL roster next year. I think that he will be. And when they do the former players in the NFL, Baker will get the loudest cheer like he always does, but Drake will be right there, man. It might be on yeah. par with Baker in terms of the cheer that he gets from OU fans. Well, I agree. I agree. Uh, the celebration from last night's Sugar Bowl game continues on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. From the 501, if my firstborn child is born fat, I will name him Husky just out of respect. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I like it. I like it. That's pretty good. It is yeah, good. that was that was a fun game, man. I'm telling you, Michael Penix, he – I don't know what he'll be like in the NFL. I have no idea. But he I enjoy watching him throw the football. It looks totally different coming out of his hand than it does anyone else. He'll throw a beautiful deep ball, just it's just a dime right on the money, and then he'll cut one loose over the middle like he did for a touchdown last night, and it's just oh my god, that velocity mm-hmm. combined with that accuracy. Should have won the Heisman Trophy this year. Yeah. Michael Penix Jr. should should have won the Heisman Trophy. He's very easily uh, he, he's easy to root for for sure. And yeah, me me thinks that they're gonna they're gonna win the national championship. On the other side, Quinn Ewers' numbers ended up looking okay. I, I, actually, they probably ended up looking pretty good. My thoughts and opinions just haven't really changed about him. Yeah, the situation's good. He can be a good player. It's just I don't. 
I don't fear Quinn Ewers, even though he's the first Texas quarterback to take them to a playoff or a, well, you know, a big bowl game like that in over a decade. So if yeah. he's back next year, like, okay, like, I don't – that ain't Colt McCoy or Vince Young out there running around. That's not – to me, not even close. Right, yeah. Um, I agree. I agree. And he, he – when he's got a clean pocket and – he can stand in and deliver it. He throws a really nice ball, and he throws a nice, accurate ball. But as soon as things are off, and he's had people at his feet, and the protection's not great, and you know coverage is maybe a little different than he expected downfield, he 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 turns really average really quickly. Yep. Yeah, he he's can throw it to AD Mitchell down the field or to Xavier Worthy down the field or some other receivers that they have. And he does some nice things. I just don't think there's a lot of superstar qualities there, man. That's why yeah. even going into the year, some mock drafts had him going to the top 15. No way. No way with him. I don't see yeah. that. Uh, yeah, it's – no. Uh-uh. Don't fear that guy. Uh-uh. Yeah, it, it's – it's um, it's it's fascinating, and I don't know if there's a real competition or not next year. We'll see what happens. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. We got hour number two next. Hi.